In order to graduate from Wyoming Catholic College, each student needs to spend at least 10 weeks in the wilderness. That includes their three-week freshman expedition, a one-week freshman winter trip just after Christmas, and six additional weeks over the next three years, typically during the fall and spring outdoor weeks. From Wyoming Catholic College, you're listening to the After Dinner Scholar, and I'm your host, Dr. Jim Tonkowicz. This week is Fall Outdoor Week. Students are rafting, rock climbing, backpacking, fishing, and canyoneering. Last week, I spoke with a senior who told me that ever since freshman year, she had wanted to go on the trip rafting the Green River through the treacherous Lador Canyon in Northwest Colorado. And I recalled a podcast that I recorded a few years ago with Mr. Paul Milligan, who had just returned from guiding a trip through that canyon. Here's what Paul had to say. When John Wesley Powell's expedition explored the Green River from the gates of Lador, they did a lot of portaging and a lot of being afraid of uh, rough white water. I'm guessing on this trip you did very little portaging. Tell us about rafting in that canyon. <laughs> yeah, um, actually, there is one spot that we always portage. The, the clients all walk around it, and the experienced draft guides take the boats through one at a time. So I'll kind of start with that point. It's called Triplet Falls. And in whitewater rafting, there's kind of a matrix of decision-making that you can use um, that weighs risk against reward. Um, the reward for Triplet Falls is very low because it's not a very fun rapid. Uh, and the risk is extremely high because on the right side of the river, there's a rock feature known as a sieve, which can trap you and allow the water to flow over you, um, creating a very dangerous situation. So the clients always walk around that spot and the, the, the guides um, run the boats through one at a time for safety's sake. Aside from that though, all the other big rapids in the river are very fun and um, well worth the paddle and none of them are as high consequence as that spot. The, the river is classified as three and four, class three and class four rapids, which are generally very big, very fun, very splashy, very worth running, all of them. <laughs> How high does the scale go? Uh, class six, actually, wow. is do not enter. <laughs> and class five is the toughest of the runnable water. Class four is really big, consistent waves. Class three is big waves. Class two is fairly easy. And one is... A pond, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> These were not Wyoming Catholic College students on an outdoor leadership trip. Who was there, and how did that help us understand CORE? Yeah, so this was a group from the McNeese University out of Fort Charles, Louisiana. You are striking the difference between Wyoming Catholic College students, who we work with as well, and outside organizations, schools, youth groups that CORE was founded in order to um, minister to. So the work that we do at the college is very important. It, it's usually, I would say, 25% of my time is dedicated to that, 25 to 50. And then the rest of the time is guiding for other schools. And this school in particular has done a couple trips with us. Um, this was the second trip that they had done with us. They did a backpacking trip with us a few years ago. And hopefully it's the first of many or second of many um, that they'll continue to do with us. So 
the programming that we do for the Wyoming Catholic College students versus a core trip is different as well. Generally, with a with the Wyoming Catholic College students, we are pushing a lot of leadership training and kind of getting them ready to be students le- student leaders for the program. Whereas this university that we were taking, many of them had never even seen a sleeping bag, had never been whitewater rafting, and this is a complete introduction to this entire world. And we are facilitating that introduction as well as doing a lot of intentional programming to help them connect their experience to community and faith and our other mission statements. What's the best thing that happened on the trip? Um, The best thing that happened on the trip was the development of confidence and community that I saw um, from our participants. I think my single favorite aspect of the job is introducing people to an activity of which they know very little or nothing at all, an environment that's very outside of their comfort zone, and then seeing them become accustomed to it and even start to thrive. And this group was very high energy, um, very extroverted, and they were, you know, getting on the river initially were nervous of even the big paddle rafts. But by day three, quite a number of them were taking rapids in two-person inflatable kayaks, and even a few of them jumped onto an inflatable stand-up paddleboard and, and done some of the rapids, which I haven't even done. So just that fact that these, these people who have never seen any, anything like this on the river are becoming so comfortable and pushing themselves to the extent that they're doing things that they never thought they could. And that has a profound impact on their life when they return kind of with that knowledge of themselves. And then in addition to that, the community. You know, we always try and help community to form and do some intentional things to to help renew our client's sense of community. This one, I think, really showed out in spades. The, the clients knew each other beforehand because they went to the same school, but just the amount of growth that I saw in that in that area was amazing and very inspiring. You've already mentioned some of this, but CORE's four pillars are wonder, community, leadership, and faith. How do each of these come into play as you lead a trip, particularly a trip down a beautiful place like the, can- the Canyon of Lodore? Um, and let's begin with wonder. Yeah, so there's kind of two sides to how we approach the pillars. One of them is kind of the basis of why we chose them, and it's the idea that the wilderness inherently renews these things in our hearts. Catholic outdoor renewal is what CORE stands for, and so we really believe that the wilderness has a special place in doing that all on its own. So with the example of Wonder, you know, this amazing river canyon which you can only access by rafting it from the spot that we started at um, and four full days of rafting down this river is just a, it's an amazing place. It's one of the most amazing places that I've ever been in, in this job. And uh, yeah, just the, the rock formations that you see, the wildlife that you see, the stars that you're able to see with so little light pollution, it, it would be a stretch if that didn't have an impact on anybody. And then in addition to that, there are some intentional things that we do 
to drive home this point that wonder is an important thing for us to be thinking about out here. So we have discussions on wonder. We do silent prayer time every day in these beautiful places that we call Kairos, facilitating and encouraging people to just be still in this wonderful, wonderful place. Okay, and what about community? How do you build up community? You've already mentioned some things. Yeah, that that one um, is very diverse. So again, there's the the inherent to the backcountry part that we talk about. You know, you're stuck with these people for a week. <laughs> That's just the simple truth of it. Um, whether you're backpacking or rafting or even climbing in, in the Moab area where you're driving around through, through a town or or past buildings, um, yeah, you're stuck with these people for a week. And that in itself is an experience most people do not have when, you know, on Instagram or on Facebook, you have the ability to curate how you look and who you see. And so just the the simple fact that you can't avoid confrontation even, um, certainly interaction with these people that you're with um, is huge. And then there's also a discussion on community, and then a third aspect of this, which is one of my favorite aspects of trips, is what we call snapshots or stories. Each individual on the group, even with a, a large group like this, we had over 20 people in this group, takes um, seven to 10 minutes to share a short version of their story and explain how God has entered into their life, how he's affected it, what were the difficult times in that respect, and what were the good times, and... And it goes a really long way, not only to forming the community and developing the group, but to helping each individual person understand how their life is affected by story and affected by other people. So that's one of my favorite parts of trips. All right, leadership. How do you work on leadership skills? So this is one that we can kind of dial up and dial down as we see fit and as the group um, kind of desires. With this kind of trip, it's a custom course. So one person from the University of McNeese contacted us and organized the trip, and we talk with them about what their main goals are. Usually, when your main goals are high spiritual components, like lots of silent prayer time, um, we had a priest on this trip, so we had mass every day, um, and a lot of like community time, then usually that's kind of dialing down the leadership component a little bit, because when you dial in up the leadership, that means a lot of student mistakes, a lot of time spent reading maps and allowing the students, um, the clients themselves, to actually take charge of, of situations and you know even run a whole day on their own, um, kind of a system that we call leaders of the day. So there was, yeah, that dialing back of that intentional part on this trip. But with any of our trips, there's always a lot of leadership. It takes a lot to come out into the wilderness, no matter who you are and what the trip is, and to throw yourself into something like this. And most people don't really realize that there's four different kinds of leadership. There's the designated leadership that we kind of conventionally think of, but then there's self-leadership, there's active followership, there's peer leadership, and all of these three things, these other three things really play out on any trip that we're on. And that's just inherent to the nature of of the trips. You know, if you are eating lunch and you're like, wow, I'm really hungry still and I'd love to get, you know, four more bags of chips, but you see some of the other people haven't even gotten firsts. That's self-leadership. Um, and that might not happen when you're, when you've got a Wendy's, you know, a half a block away and you can just go get whatever food you'd want. So 
uh, yeah, the, the trips kind of facilitate leadership on a number of levels, no matter what the trip is. And then the faith component. Yeah, absolutely. So the faith component is the one pillar that it's not initially obvious that the the outdoors um, does a better job of renewing than any other environment. So going to the sacraments regularly is going to be a better renewal of your faith than just, you know, backpacking in the woods for seven days. And so this is one that we really pour a lot into. All of our trips, we attempt to get a priest on the trip. We had one on this last trip. So we had mass every day. We had sacrament, the sacrament of confession available um, when the participants wanted it. Um, and then at the end of the trip, we did, we did mass with a, a, a long series of Eucharistic adoration afterwards. Um, so really um, pushing to get priests on our trips to celebrate the sacraments in the outdoors is huge. And then doing kind of that discussion on faith, you know, that's part of our, our normal programming. Um, we also have a discussion on identity, which looks at all of the four pillars and asks the question, what is the relationship that these four pillars is renewing? So man with himself, man with nature, man with God, and man with his neighbor are all important things to look at. And then the silent prayer time. So 30 minutes a day, at least, of silent prayer time in the wilderness, which is more, more silent time than most of us have in two weeks or more when we're in what we call the front country. So, so yeah, we really try and push that and advance it and keep that in our conversations, keep faith in everything we do. Even grace before meals, just being intentional about saying that in a large group. Everything we can really to just keep that as a very relevant thing and as part of the discussion. Now, if listeners are interested in joining a core trip, how can they do that? Yeah, so we've got our social media platforms, which you can use to, to message the uh, managers of those platforms. Uh, we've also got our website, coreexpeditions.org. And uh, yeah, use those to get in contact with, um, with our director. We're always, always looking for more people to come into the woods with us. <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, feel free to use any of those means to contact us. St. Augustine wrote, People travel to wonder at the height of mountains, at the huge waves of the sea, at the long course of rivers, at the vast compass of the ocean, at the circular motion of the stars, and they pass by themselves without wondering. At Wyoming Catholic College and Corps Expeditions, we encourage students to wonder at the mountains, the seas, the rivers, the oceans, and the stars. This, rather than allowing them to pass by themselves, prepares them for self-knowledge and the knowledge of the God who made them, loves them, along with all they survey. For Wyoming Catholic College, this is Dr. Jim Tonkowicz.